Hey, Sam. Hey, Teresa. What's up? Not much. I just finished with my midterms. It's nice outside. I'm excited to have a beautiful weekend. How about you? Yeah, same. Today was so nice. I literally was wearing shorts, which is crazy. And also spent like 30 minutes trying to pick out a skirt. Because you know when like you get one nice day and you're like, let me pop off with some clothing items I've been waiting to wear. And then you just decide to wear Spanx instead. Yeah, I mean, I don't can't necessarily relate. I usually when it's warm, I just throw on like the two pairs of shorts that I have. <laughs> Go live life. So never spent more than I don't think like five minutes picking out at clothes in the summer. In the winter, it's different. In the winter, you spend like what, 15 seconds? <laughs> no, I just feel like in the summer, you're not really expected to like serve looks, you know, there's less accessories. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm not really the fashion icon anyway, so. No, you are not. <laughs> Anyways, um, we're really excited for today's episode um, because on today's episode, we will be interviewing Amani over a glass of Shirley Temple. Great, let's get into it. So today I chose to drink Shirley Temple because yesterday my house... Um, was having like a little celebration and this girl um, just brought like grenadine and sprite zero and cherries and just made herself a little Shirley Temple and I was like that's cute and she was like yeah I have one every single day because I like to treat myself and I don't think I've ever heard anyone like make themselves a Shirley Temple every day but I thought that it was cute and we should normalize it. <laughs> Good. Does she have like the little fake cherries too? No, she, what do you mean? Muscat, what are those called? I don't like the candy cherries or something. Marsicino. Marsicino. Yeah. Mar, Mar, Maris, Mar, <laughs> Wait, why is it spelled so weird? Maricino? Is that what it's called, pronounced? I am not sure. (laughs) It's Marcicino from um, the heavens. So, (laughs) well, usually I don't have Shirley Temples unless I'm at a wedding. So this is cute. Yeah, I've had Shirley Temples. I I guess at weddings or just places that are supposed to be fancy. I remember it was like one of those first like drinks where you see it as a kid and you get so excited because you're like why is this like pink and have a cherry in it um but yeah making it every day is is really a lot it's definitely a solid drink um has that little like exciting cherry um but yeah I don't I don't know that I'd want to have it every day I think water might be the only thing I'll have every day Shirley Temple every day is a lot yeah, that's true, but we don't judge people who do choose this lifestyle. Oh, no, there's no judgment. It's, like, kind of a sick thing to do every day. It's, it's like, a nice, fun fact. Right. Well, anyways, moving on to today's episode, we are going to be interviewing Amani about his newest project, A Constant Condensation, 
And we recently had, well, not recently, actually, a while back, we had Amani and um, Gang on our podcast to talk about an unknown infinite. And now Amani is back with um, a solo project. Yeah. Uh, And if you guys remember an unknown infinite, I believe Gang goes by King Vision Ultra on the project. And it was very like metallic, kind of dark and just hit really hard. And Amani, um, who also goes by Amani Fela on this new project, very, very different. There's some songs that have no drums, um, like very like loop based, very piano based. So, I mean, obviously we're both familiar with his music, but it was awesome to see him go in this new direction. And um, we wanted to ask him a lot about that and just what it's like to work on solo music versus we had him on in a group before. Yeah. Um, and we just have a lot of questions to ask Amani, not only about, you know, his project, but also just working solo and also the sick visuals and album art, um, which I think is just very representative of today's vibe because it's like sunny out and warm. Yeah. And shout out to return guests. Um Amani is now a friend of the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I mean, we're thankful for him for coming back on um, and like believing in what we do. But should we call him up now? Yeah, let's call him up. Thanks so much for coming on and joining us again. We love talking to y'all last time. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, yeah, last time it was a good, that was a good conversation we had. I, I enjoyed that thoroughly. How have you been since then? I've been good, man. I've just been, um, since an unknown infinite, um, I just been really inspired by the project, the love it got, the the energy, um, and just like inspired by a lot of my homies, my peers, you know, a lot of my peers, like just really, you know, get into the bag in regards to this music shit, uh, over quarantine. So it's like it's it's good to it's I'm in a I'm in a good place. I've been um it's getting warmer outside, I've been playing some ball, um trying to get my my physical health back in, in check. Trying to get that summer body back. <laughs> um but yeah, everything everything's cool with me, man. How how about y'all? How y'all been? Been good. Today's like the first nice day like it's literally 80 degrees outside I'm like wearing shorts it's crazy so um yeah today has been good the rest of the week and <laughs> yeah I've been good um you're in New York right I'm in New York yeah 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 it feels good that it like feels nice again because I feel like New York's a whole different vibe when it's actually nice huh? so whole different vibe so for real the reason why we had you on, obviously, is to talk about the album, and it's incredible. Um, and I didn't even know you were dropping, and I just saw, I saw the link on my Twitter timeline, and I was like, no way. And then to the first single, and um, yeah, I was just blown away. It's so unique. Um, but I think my first question was, written, produced, and album art is a flex (laughs) i feel like you barely ever see that (laughs) um but it feels like you had 
pretty much full control over this project and how was it to have like all of that riding on your shoulders uh i don't know like i've been i've been it's it's i find it easier to work on shit myself you know just not having to answer to anybody not not having to check in with like this person for the feature or like this person for the big like can you some stems so that's like i feel like um I feel like with I know Infinite, it was dope being able to feed off of um of gang and like have him kind of like have us both, you know, ha- like have him hold the reins sometimes, sometimes I got the reins, but as far as like architecting the whole sound and and kind of like um just kind of like you know having somebody to yeah, yeah, having somebody to architect the sound and um, kind of do a little bit of the management thing a little more so or just not having it all be on me I think I think um, I use this as a as a moment to like really tap in with with what you know what my vision was like I've been putting out stuff for a minute but I never I haven't I hadn't put out anything with this much intention I guess you know I haven't I, I usually when I drop or all the shit I've been dropping the past like three years, I would just like post about it and like not tell anybody that I put it out. And then I would, and then I ended up like taking all my stuff down from uh, the internet at one point. But so so yeah, this is this this project means a lot to me in that sense because I haven't. This is the first time I put out a solo a solo thing where I like really like got to just flesh out my my vision. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, that was mad. That was mad words. I, I had to think about that, but, but um, yeah. <laughs> so is there anything, I guess, about like this particular moment or recently that um, I guess that made you want to finally like put together a solo project um, and really pretty much take full control over it? Um, I was like, at the beginning of quarantine, I actually like, said fuck music and then um and then putting out an unknown infinite made me be like hmm maybe not fuck music and then i was like if i could do this with gang or like i I saw the kind of support niggas got from that so i was like i could do this with gang you know let me just see let me just drop some shit like i was it was literally like a week from Bandcamp friday and i just had some songs and i was just like uh, let me just and I had the I had the artwork for it too but it was it was just like a week from Bandcamp Friday I was like let me just organize some shit like organize that shit posted it started promoting it and yeah people fucked with it so I, I definitely appreciate all the support it's gotten so far like when you made a lot of these songs to me they feel so personal and so like kind of self-contained did you make them for the purpose of sharing them or did you like, was it, a lot of the album felt like kind of a form of therapy, if that makes sense. I would say Loose Ends, Eons, Black Men's Therapy. Um, those songs in particular were some of the newer songs. Like, some of those songs on there are old as fuck. Um, but those newer songs kind of... Uh, it are definitely more personal. I've been in my writing bag more, and I, I, I um, 
I don't know. I was just really trying to tap in with myself on on those songs. I know the those are more recent, but the older the older joints, I like um, do better every day. Um, uh, TF two ninety nine. Um, like yeah, I made the the Strayaway beat. I made like twenty fifteen. Like so, it's kind of like a, yeah, it's kind of like a mix of like different. It's similar feels from different points in time. Well, all definitely personal for sure. And can you talk to us a little bit about the title? I feel like it evokes so many images and emotions, but you know, what does it mean for you personally? Word. So when I thought about it, the name kind of just came, you know, just kind of like constant conversation. I don't know where it came from. Um, but the idea of just condensing to a T or refining to a T, like get into the get into the most condensed version of something, just like taking all of my influences and all of my pain and everything, condensing it all into one thing, all into this one package to just like show people kind of that's kind of like how, how i wanted it wanted it to be interpreted but um but yeah i mean it, then there's also the idea of condensation like water and what when water condensates but i don't i mean i don't I, nah, that, i don't know how that makes sense <laughs> like there's no entendre or anything like that it's just like to condense to, to constantly condense my form yeah it's cool that you can see it both ways though because I like when I thought about a constant condensation I was thinking of like constant like tears kind of like um, it's like always like condensed <laughs> I like, I'm about to start saying that shit though <laughs> I'm gonna be like Sam I'm gonna be like I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout out I'm gonna shout you out I'm gonna be like shout out to Sam for the interpretation no, but I think I think it's really cool because I think seeing it both ways can put this different spin on things because mm -hmm. something that I noticed in like the line off of Hopium, um, I'm doing bad for all the sea, but all this universe belongs to me. Like I feel like that that like way of having like on the one hand like things are bad and on the other hand like kind of this master of the universe feel was like really on this project. And that's kind of why I thought the condensation was crying. Um, but I was wondering, what is that? Like, that seems to be such a center point of the album. Um, not that line specifically, but that idea of um, like feeling down, but then like recognizing your blessings. Could you talk a little bit about like how you kind of blended those two ideas and what that means to you? Um, I mean, just the idea of duality balance like i feel like that's a constant theme in my work um like i really i really believe in that you know like hey shit um shit might be the most fucked up it is but i feel like people still have the power to change change that like that doesn't take away from the power people have or you know everything that's Everything has two sides to it, you know, two ways to look at things in and yeah. No, definitely. 
Um, and then also just in terms of like sort of more the production, um, can you talk to us a little bit about like the vocal style of the record? Because um, it often feels like very intimate and sort of soft. So is there a reason why you chose sort of that vocal style on this record? Kind of just came, kind of just, just like the, the, the uh, intuitive is what my, what I decided to do once I heard the beat. Like that's how I decided to um, attack the beat once I heard it. Um, but also, I guess, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. I don't think it was like a conscious decision I made. Yeah, and could you talk a little bit more about that duality? Like, I, I know it's very important in your music and you can definitely hear it all over the record, but is that something that you consciously think about creating or does it just kind of come to you as you write? Um, It's a little bit of both. Like, I definitely try to, like, yeah, talk, like, have content that deals with dualities, but um, it also just kind of, that's just what I happen to always end up writing about, like, just perspective shit. Like, a lot of my shit is perspective based. Um, like I'm very influenced by um, writers like, uh, I mean, uh, Arm and Hammer project that just dropped. You know, they just dropped today. I'm featured on on one of those tracks. Shout out to them. Um, but yeah, writers like them, the way they paint pictures, like fucking Ka Rock. Um, who else? Um, so many. I mean, it, yeah, I, I would have, I would like be naming so many people, but just, um, yeah, I don't know. It kind of just happens like intuitively, I guess. Yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to the new Arm and Hammer yet. Cause I've had a, I had a midterm due today. So that's all I've been doing, but I can't wait to listen. But what was that experience like, um, working with them? Very easy, very simple like just open you know send me the shit laid laid some ideas over it laid a couple different ideas sent it back that was it like very just and it was not i didn't feel rushed i didn't feel you know i didn't feel like i had to like say like talk about anything specific like there was no pressure to do anything so I, I yeah, I fuck with them for that. Just like the open, the open energy. It's like you're leaving like a good Yelp review for your collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> you're like five stars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for real, uh, for real. Cause certain, sometimes collaborations be weird. Like I was talking about, like I'm I'm not really, I'm definitely not, you know, out here trying to collaborate like with whoever or whenever, like I used to be. Um Sometimes yeah, it'd be weird, you know. <laughs> yeah, and like, is there anything I guess that you've discovered about your style or your music through this process of more working solo rather than collaborating? It's uh, it's reminded me that I love rap again. Like I, I've never, I just I went through a phase where like, like when I was around eighteen, 
as soon as I, as soon as I got out of high school, I was just rapping. And then um, and then I got into like live um, instrumentation and shit. Started learning drums and piano and started learning how to produce. So rap just became less appealing to me. I did it less. I still did it, but I was I was definitely focused on my other shit. But this this project was the first thing I put out that was like that had like you know mostly rap, or at least a lot of rap, um, more rap than I've been doing. And um, yeah, it just reminded me how much I how much love I have for it, and I feel like I'm just getting back in my my lyric my lyricism bag. So that feels good. And yeah, I think you could definitely hear that that love was there in this project, but you brought up learning all these like multi-instrumental skills. And I really wanted to talk um, about the song Royal End cause that's like a whole journey. So first, could you talk about like what inspired that style? Because I haven't really heard you make music in that style before. I was, uh, I actually made that, I made that song like, two two years ago and I was going for at the time a very like orchestral big loud like grand kind of sound like like I wanted to put out this album where the video was just like or no this this album where I put out songs and the videos were just like on some fucking Grand Royale shit. That's why it's called the Royal End because it's just like I wanted it to be like big as fuck. So that's coming from that era of my like production shit. Like I just was really um, playing a lot of piano, uh, fucking yeah, just playing a lot of piano, making a lot of composition and logic, doing stuff like that. I made that be an Ableton though. Um, so. What artists inspired that? Because I heard like a lot of kind of jazzy, maybe like Flying Lotus influence kind of stuff. Does that like resonate? Definitely. I definitely fuck with Flying Lotus. He didn't, I don't think he was the inspiration for that kind of, for whatever I was going for at the time. I think, I would say, I'd probably have to say, It was def- it was some sh- it was definitely some string shit. Um, uh, I would say two people probably Terry Slingbaum. Uh, Slingbaum is this cat. He put a record out last year um, with fucking D'Angelo, fucking erica Bilal, like all these all these fucking people y'all, y'all should check him out after this after this interview but he put out he put out this record on vinyl only and um and like there was like only like a limited amount of copies like that you can't hear it online at all i forget what the fuck i forget how many copies he put out but anyways he he um he's a crazy dude when it comes to just you know architecting sound and his string shit definitely inspired me for that, but definitely Esperanza too. I was listening to a lot of Esperanza Spalding like two years ago. Um, so shout out to her. Yeah, she definitely inspires the kid. 
And also, so on your project, um, we noticed that you experiment, experimented a lot with rapping over drumless beats. Um, so how does your like approach change sort of when the drums leave you? Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like I haven't really done that, but when I did it, I fucked with it. Like I fucked with where my mind was going versus like being locked in to a specific rhythm. I mean, uh, I can't really put it into words right now, but you can hear a difference in like some of the beats on Unknown Infinite or that have drums and how I flow versus some of these shits. I feel like, I don't know, I just got, I just got in a particular pocket with these shits. Like, I also didn't want to do like the same thing I've been doing. So yeah, I don't know, but definitely different feel. Gives me a different approach. And I and I think I like it a little more do I realize. Like I made I made so many drumless beats since working on this project. Cause it's just like I've been writing to them all. So I'm just like, okay, maybe I should just keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. And you talked about yourself like in your artistic evolution kind of as a rapper in the last year and how you've like fallen back in love with it or longer than the last year but how you've fallen back in love with rap can you talk about how your production has changed like do you feel like you're making different beats now or do you feel like you're kind of settled in definitely making different beats i'm being i went from being in the same room making like teddy pendergrass covers like michael jackson bad covers literally like sitting here fucking playing michael jackson song over and over trying to hear i was trying to like learn covers without looking up the because i i don't know how to read music yet i'm still i'm still learning drums still learning piano so but uh yeah i went from that like to just now just finding samples finding loops and the process is so much quicker for for the the loops obviously <laughs> um and that is definitely more it's less stressful and more validating, obviously, because it's quicker and it's just like, you know, but it's just a different bag. And I, at the time, I just, you know, I was in that pocket and now I'm in this pocket, so. Yeah, could you talk about what makes it more validating? Because that kind of goes against what I would normally think of. It just makes it more validating because I'm generally an impatient person. To give an example, like, I got a an, I got an electric bike recently, and um, that shit hits twenty eight miles per hour. <laughs> I used to like I I got that at the at the end of summer last year, um, but before that I was just biking everywhere. But I loved it. Like nobody could tell me shit. I was like I'm biking everywhere. I was biking to Harlem, like, and I you know, and I definitely. Thought that was the best shit. I was in shape. But now that I got this shit, it's just like, I love this shit. I don't even, I'm not even thinking, I haven't, I haven't touched my bike, bro. Like, I that just been getting fat. But it's all good. Like, I don't really care. But that's just, like, the best analogy I could give to, like, I get there quicker and I'm I'm happy with it. I'm, I get places quicker, I'm happy with it. I get, I make raps quicker, I make songs quicker, I'm happy with it. You know, like, 
No, that's a good analogy because I feel like I'm definitely more of like a manual bike person than an electric bike person because I like the process. You know, I like to be moving with my bike. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> so it's definitely different for everyone. Um, but I really was uh, struck by like the col- the colors um, of a constant condensation, just like the very bright, like yellow. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about I guess like the inspiration for the colors and just the visuals on the album. Yeah, I um I got in, I was getting into like drawing. I've always drawn since I was a kid, just like as a hobby, you know. I just like I was taking images that inspired me and just drawing them. Like my like whether that be tracing them to a T or like making my own renditions of them or tracing them and then fucking them up. Um, but I was doing that and then I kind of did that for a constant conversation. Um, but before I even knew what the project was, I was just making something that I liked. I was just making an image that I thought was fire. And once I had it, I was like, I want to put a project out with this shit. So I, and then I just kind of started like, uh, put it like, making songs with that intention in mind, thinking about that image. Um, as far as the colors and shit, uh, yeah, that's just, it's just, I wasn't really like conscious about that. You know, I was just like kind of going with the flow and then it just came together. Definitely. Um, and kind of going back to the album, if there's one thing that you want people to take away from it, cause I know it's a pretty emotionally heavy album what would it be maybe maybe the underlying shit i would want people to resonate with is like that's a tough i I guess i was i was probably say duality like we were talking about before balance you know it's like something so obvious and so everybody like i don't know we talk about balance a lot but like i feel like we don't really uh practice it and like really seek to understand the different balances that exist so maybe that um that's that's a, that's a good question i'm gonna think about that and our last question would just be i mean you just dropped so um probably not but is there anything that we should be looking out for or any music that you would recommend people be listening to yeah so um by the time this comes out, I'll probably like have this. This is the merch for the for the fucking album. Um, I'll have this out. I'll be given like probably like five people that pre-ordered it. Um, free t-shirts, free long sleeves or short sleeves, whatever they want. Um, and I'm, I'm still working on stuff. I definitely got like a lot of just sitting. So I'm, I'm just sifting through stuff, but I definitely have plans of sharing, of sharing soon. You know, not gonna say too much, but. Great, we will definitely be looking out for it. Um, I think those are the questions we had. Thank you so much for sitting down with us again. We really appreciate it. 
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Two Virgins. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Amani and check out his project, A Constant Condensation. You can find this episode on our website, quarantinecontent.com, or on our weekly newsletter, The Q. See you next week.